Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Bob Lanier with 360 Painting of Frisco. Welcome, Bob. Hey, thanks for having me, Lee. Appreciate well, be- you having me on the show. Sure, I'm excited to learn more about 360 Painting. How are you serving, folks? Uh, well, we're doing pretty good. I guess um, basically, you know, trying to survive the uh, current pandemic, but we are pushing forward and we are really driving quality at the same time. I think a lot of people now that sit at home and actually have time to work out of their houses, they, they look around and they see things that they need to update that they hadn't noticed before. And sure enough, they, they reach out for qualified painters and, you know, that's where we come in and we help folks out. So now for 360 painting, is it just residential? You do uh, commercial? What's kind of the scope of the work that 360 does in the community? Well, we do a lot of residential. I'd say about probably 85% of our business is residential, um, 15% about business. Um, but with the folks in the neighborhood and stuff, we paint exterior, interior surfaces. Uh, we help with small uh, uh, carpentry work, such as baseboards and trim. Uh, we do exterior. We help with siding. We do soffits. We do gutters. Uh, we paint cabinets, which has been a really big push lately for us. So a lot of people are trying to modernize their kitchens uh, and doing it without actually replacing kitchen cabinets. Um, so we do a lot of that as well. Uh, and then another new trend that seems to be catching on in our area is painting of brick. So we do uh, lime washing and whitewashing of brick. Now, how'd you get into this line of work? Uh, were you always into painting? No, my background has been in mostly construction in commercial as as well as residential. Uh, for commercial, I was a project manager for several companies coming out of the Navy. Um, and then I transitioned into my own business for a little while up in Illinois. Uh, I was a general contractor for 11 years. We did design build projects, uh, uh custom homes, additions, kitchens, baths, basements. Uh, so I have a, a pretty strong background within the construction field. Um, the reason I got into painting is when we relocated down to Dallas, I, I didn't want to start from scratch based on my age. I just wanted to kind of narrow into a niche kind of uh, construction field, and I chose painting. Now, uh, can you talk a little bit about the process of, of kind of going through and choosing the right franchise for you? Because um, you, you had already been an entrepreneur and had kind of played by your own rules for a while. And now you're like going to choose and say, OK, which one of these folks that I can choose from? And there's lots of choices in that space. Uh, which is going to be the right fit for me? And how'd you get to 360? Well, you're, you're right. I had to do my due diligence. I, I was researching uh, different franchises within the painting industry, uh, and there's several of them, uh, some which are well-established and then others that are, are growing, uh, which was where 360 was. 
Um, I also looked at the management. Um, I wanted to see what kind of technology they incorporated into their business. Uh, the training was extremely important. Um, there were a few companies like that, some which uh, were already kind of filled, so they were kind of a, a, a larger brand that didn't have as many territories. So with um, 360, they had the territory I was looking for. I looked at their training. I looked at uh, how they support their franchisees, and uh, I just basically landed on them. And uh, was there anything that was kind of like, okay, they checked this box, so that's that that makes us probably a good fit. And then maybe in the other companies, there was something that was like a red flag that you were like, I don't know, this is, I can't deal with that. Were there, you know, what were kind of the red flag issues for you and what were the kind of the green light goes? Well, yeah, with the goes, like I said, it was really um, how they walked me through their process. Um, You know, I went down to their corporate office in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, got to meet the team, the management team, got to see other franchisees, went through the process, which was a real big eye-opener for me. Um, And then I talked to other ones, uh, and I didn't really get a chance to go see them, but I did talk to their management team on on the phone. Um, The flags, I would say, were really just um, how they handled – the training portion of it. I, I think that was really one of the key features for me in that case. Uh, the other part was obviously, you know, the territory. Um, everyone's kind of divided up differently with respect to the area you live in. And they just didn't have that uh, large of enough territory for me where I felt comfortable enough to, to move forward. With it. So that was kind of the only red flag for me. Right, so that was kind of critical, and the N360 was able to give you the territory you wanted and needed to grow? Yes, yeah, yeah, I think so, and they continue to support me. My uh, territory has actually grown a little bit since then. Uh, they worked with me through you know, some key issues that we were having with respect to uh, you know, how to do the marketing and how to handle customers outside the territory, and uh, it's been... A pleasant experience, I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how does it compare to when you were running your own shop? Um, does it feel differently? Uh, does it give you more kind of comfort and security that you have like kind of a team around you? Yeah, actually, um, it does. I mean, that was one of the reasons I chose to go the franchise route and start over again uh, from scratch. And although I am starting over from scratch, I, you have the support of the franchisee. You have a coach that they assign to you, uh, which is huge, so that you have someone to bounce ideas off of if you run into any kind of uh, areas where you're not sure of how to handle it. They're available to you uh, within 24 hours to kind of you know, talk you through whatever it is and, and come up with some kind of game plan that you want to do. Um, and that was huge because when you're running your own business and you're starting from scratch, you know, it's it's really everything rests on your shoulders. There's no one around outside of your your friends and family and other uh, business people that you know from previous experiences. But even then, it's not the same because they, they're not specific to your industry. So um, I found that to be very helpful and supportive. And it would be kind of like a luxury item for you in your 
past business, and this is kind of built into the system, so that's helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's very helpful. I mean, it 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 brings a kind of peace of mind too, because you know that there's someone there that if you run into issues, you have someone to support you. Not only the corporate team, but also our other franchisers. I mean, the franchisees um, basically you know, support each other. We, we talk to each other because we've gone through training together. We've met other people. So I have friends in other parts of the country now that if, uh, if I'm not able to get a hold of the uh, corporate office quickly enough, I can also reach out to them. And so I made some friends within the organization through, uh, through the franchise. Yeah, it's not as lonely because, like you said, when you're running your own shop, it's kind of heads down and everything kind of relies on you. It it's, it can be very lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of responsibility. It's a it's a it's a huge undertaking. I mean, it was a big leap for me back then, and I just didn't feel like I wanted to go through that process again. So right. this was a much better choice for me. Now, uh, when you took on this market, um, were you looking to, like, this was going to be kind of now, this is going to be my livelihood, or were you saying, look, I'm going to put a bunch of people in here, and I'm going to take over a larger and larger territory and kind of be an empire builder in this kind of area? What was kind of the mindset? Was it just one area, or were you looking to kind of be aggressive in the growth? Well, uh, initially I thought, yeah, I want to be able to, you know, create a market share within the territory that um, became profitable. You know, the goal really was to build the business within the territory before actually taking on too much. I know there are some franchises that have branched out and, you know, acquired other areas and territories before actually establishing themselves within the territory they're in. I felt that wasn't a good game plan for me. I wanted to make sure that I had the market share within the territory before pushing out um, and I'm only in year two, so I'm not quite there yet, but we are going in the right direction. I, we, the marketing is actually taking off. Uh, our reviews are off the chart. We have over 35 five-star reviews on Google. I think I got like 12 or 13 on uh, HomeAdvisor and, and some other sites that we use for our marketing. So um, I think that's the most important is, is to build the your your business within the territory, you know, create that um, value and then branch out from there because you can use that as a leapfrog to expand. And as far as my time frame, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping to do it within the next ten years, but we'll see. I think uh, I have a five year goal right now. So um, whether or not at five years I decide to, to to continue to grow it or just stay put or retire, I don't know yet. <laughs> Now, um, how did uh, how did uh, when the pandemic hit? I'm sure that was extremely disruptive for everybody um, in this space because people didn't know what was what and things were changing so quickly. <clears throat> how did um, kind of the franchisor help you through that, or did they help you through it, or did you have to figure it out on your own of how to deal with kind of now these new safety regulations and there's new protocols. I got to wear masks all the time. Like there's certain rules now that you know when you bought the franchise, those rules weren't in place. So now it's a new world. So how did they help you through that? Well, that's a real good question because um, that was another thing that was very supportive was that um, 360 corporate had hired in some good team leaders, uh, some senior management people who have been in this industry for a long time. And they jumped on that quite quickly. 
they established some protocols uh, and created some procedures that they handed out to people. And they recommended that not only you follow them, but you hand them out to the clients to let them know this is how you're going to go forward with the project once you, uh, you know, win the contract. And I found that to be very helpful because, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we got our hands full with just uh, doing our own marketing, trying to keep the jobs running, making sure you're keeping the pipeline full, that I didn't have the time to research the pandemic to, to understand quite what the, you know, um, procedures were for dealing with people in their houses. So that was a very big, big uh, help to us. And I think uh, they consistently had training on that. Also, they did Zoom meetings uh, regarding that and then kind of how it was going to look like going forward with this and how long of a projection they felt like this was going to be, you know, going on. So, yeah, I felt they were really, you know, they were on their game when it came to this. So I was very helpful in that regard. Now, um, so I'm sure the work at first was a little tricky, maybe, uh in the first quarter, maybe beginning of second quarter, but uh, you mentioned now that people are kind of acclimated to their situation. They've kind of accepted where they're at and they're looking around They're going, Hey, I wish we, this should be nicer. And, and maybe now they have more money to spend on this stuff because they're not spending it on other things. Um, anything you've been working on that's uh, kind of cool. Uh, well, as I mentioned before, uh, there's new trends that are, being established, at least in our area, I, I've seen it more and more, is uh, a lot of people are painting it brick. Because we have a lot of red brick houses around here. You know, they're all new custom homes. And, you know, Frisco is a uh, is a newer community. It's not as old and as established. So they're kind of, the look is kind of repetitive and mundane, I guess is the best way to say it. So people have reached out who come from other places in the country. You know, I, I've decided to paint their brick um which is now kind of caught on a little bit i mean it's not it's not taking off like tenfold but i mean i i've i've gotten at least two or three requests for uh, quotes on doing some of that so that's kind of cool because the pictures look really neat and it gives it more of a european look um if you do it right um and i think it's i think it's nice um uh, but one of the things that most homeowners have to uh get past is what we have our homeowners associations and obviously there's rules and regulations on what you can do to the exterior house they don't want anybody painting uh, purple houses and pink houses and things like that so um, depending on the community or the area of the subdivision that you're in you may have to get through those uh, challenges with your homeowner association but yeah it's, a, it's kind of a cool trend now, you mentioned you have a Navy background. Did that kind of background help you um, kind of in your business career, having come from the military where they do such a great job in terms of training and kind of discipline and the tenaciousness it takes to kind of see a project through? Well, it, it certainly, um, yeah, it, it gives you the, the, you know, the leadership part of it, I think, you know, how to how to deal with teams. I, I, I was fortunate enough to rise up pretty quickly within the ranks. And, you know, we worked on uh, aircraft F-14s back in the day. And, you know, you had to have, you know, certain kind of skills, uh, not only from a technology standpoint, but also from, you know, working with uh, employees. Well, I wouldn't call them employees, but 
you know, you had to be able to manage a team and get people to, you know, figure out what they had to do to, uh, you know, solve some problems. And then you had to do it pretty quickly. So it was, uh, it really forced you to, you know, know how to establish, uh, systems right away. And then you would go from that point. And if it was, uh, something that wasn't within what we knew, you know, you had to come up with uh, new ideas and technologies to, to try to solve problems. So I think the problem solving aspect of it helped with my career as a entrepreneur and as well as a franchisee. Now, any advice for somebody that's thinking about maybe they're in that second act of their career, maybe they got laid off or their you know career has been disrupted because of this pandemic and they're considering being a franchisee or starting their own business, any advice for that kind of uh, new person that's never done things on their own before, but have always like worked for somebody else? Yeah, actually, um, you know, I've been in and out of uh, businesses, as I mentioned. Um, I would say the main thing is doing, if you're going to jump off into a business, uh, either through a franchise or on your own to make sure that it's something you have, extreme knowledge in um you have a good background in so that you understand what it is you're going to do and then another thing is that you have to have a passion for it i mean it's not going to be easy um you have to have the willpower to stay and push forward through problems and learning um because it's not all uh, roses as i like to say the process is slower than most people anticipate, even for myself, like with this franchise thing. I anticipated the growth to be a little bit quicker because it was a franchise and uh, it, it was going well. And then, of course, you have a pandemic hit. So now you have to be able to navigate that new crisis and then continue to push forward. So you, you really have to have the willpower to stay in there and, and fight and push forward and come up with new ways of acquiring business and customers. And uh, if you don't have that type of passion, you're probably better just staying with your employer. Right. And that's something that people I don't think fully understand that no matter what, no matter how big the franchise is, you're the one that they're the boots on the ground that you have to do the legwork to get the clients. I mean, you're, that's your job. Right. Um, they can, yeah. you know, try to help you, but ultimately your franchise lives or dies by your efforts on that regard, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not going to be here to kick you out of bed to say, hey, you got to get to work. <laughs> you know, if you, uh, you sleep in late or something or you don't feel like doing something, they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, pamper you. Um, so it's really up to you. It's your business. Uh, they put the systems in place. You just have to act on them. Right. Good advice. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and congratulations on your success. If somebody wants to learn more about what you're up to, what's the website uh, for 360 Painting and the Frisco location? Yeah, uh, if anybody's interested in reaching out, they could go to 360painting.com forward slash Frisco. That's our website. Or they can reach me at 224-688-9596. All right. Well, congratulations again, Bob, on all your success, and uh, we appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you, and thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.